Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Listeners, Remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe dot co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro dot co slash clink hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Summertime. By this time, it is definitely, we are, I think, almost into the 4th of July. I don't know, somewhere in the late June era. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine it's real hot as balls in Texas because right now it is, I just walked outside and it's about 103 at 830 in the morning. And congratulations, you're up really early on a Saturday. You're welcome. (laughs) Not that you weren't up really early last Saturday, too, but for me. Summer's killing me. I know. It really is, isn't it? Yeah, I had my first real fail. So my neighborhood is having like a group garage sale this weekend. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I've had it on the calendar for a month. Like we we're doing this. We are participating. We are members of the community neighborhood. And I have an old coffee table and some other stuff that I'm just never going to use. Let's do this. Yeah. And last night, my husband and I were like, let's not do it. Seems like a lot of work. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> okay. I had, just a donate it. <laughs> I had a garage sale. Remember at my old house? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is so much work. It is so much work. It is like 
you got to price everything out and then you have to be there and you have to talk to everybody and you have to negotiate because people want to be negotiating all the time. And then by the end of the day, it's like you gave your shit away anyways for free. I'm not negotiating. I'm just like, you could have it. My yeah, husband is like, thing. go to the bank and get some change. I'm like, don't they have like Venmo? I think they do. Actually, you know what? I bet you it's so much easier these days because they probably do have Venmo. I'd be like, just Venmo me. If you don't have Venmo, you probably have Zelle. And if you don't have either, you can't have it. Or you can just or take it Or you can just free. have it because otherwise I'm going to have to drive it down to the Salvation Army myself. I so just know. take it. I know. So... I don't know, Gretchy. If you have two things, can't somebody just No, I have you? more things, but I didn't have time this week to go through everything. But there was mm. a handful of stuff. I just thought it wouldn't be that big of a deal that we didn't produce that much for the garage sale because the whole neighborhood's doing it. Yeah. You know, I don't think my husband now you're wants those to part people. with. Yeah, I don't think he wants to part with his stuff. Oh, trust me. My mother-in-law just told me she has a collection of VHS tapes. Oh, Lord. And there is this, you know, sale for VHS tapes. And some of them you can get some money for. I was like, let's sell them. Let's make some money. My husband does not want to let go of those either. He's like, you are never going to watch them. Never. Never, ever, ever. Never. Don't you think we should sell them? Yeah, I think you should sell them. Go on a trip, do something fun. I don't think you're going to get enough money to go on a trip. <laughs> but <laughs> a trip to a, down the road? Listen, they could go to very good use because I watch all the obscure shows and those people like the Alaska Bush people, mm-hmm. they still have the VCRs. And they barter by trading VHS tapes with other people that still have the VCRs. I mean, why do you, would you still have a VCR? Because they live in the bush tab. They don't have the interweb. And so they depend on the VCRs for their entertainment. Okay. What about the uh, DVD? They haven't evolved that far yet. <laughs> They're still really <laughs> far behind. Well, yeah. And it's, it's, it's easier to get that scratched up those DVDs. You know, it really is. Like, CDs are, like, not where it's at. I remember scratching, like, every CD I had and thinking, I'm going back to tapes. Yeah, me too. All right, so um, now that we are all in our nostalgia mood, do you remember also going to the Blockbuster? Oh, yeah. It was the thing you did on Friday nights, right? Or we did, at least. No, we went to the bars on Friday nights. We went to Blockbuster on, like, Tuesday. But, um... Oh, hello. Like, when you were a kid, you went to the bar? Mom took you to the bar? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Oh, I was thinking of, like, grown up. Uh, No, I didn't. My No. No. No, my parents were too cheap to, like belong to one of those video places. We didn't do stuff like that. We no taped way. the movies. Oh, yeah, no. We had um, VHS tapes. We taped the movies off TV when they played. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think that's, like, illegal to do. Yeah. You had to get up and fast forward. You had to hit two buttons at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Through okay. the commercials. Yeah. No, my mom would drop us off at Blockbuster and come back and about an hour because that's how long it takes you to walk around the whole thing and look at every single one of those movies. No. When I was in my 20s, I had a boyfriend and we had a Blockbuster account together. So I thought like, shoot, we're going to get married now. He was the one. big step. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Well, since we are talking about the 80s, we will still continue to talk about the 80s with this case I'm going to tell you about. Okay. All right. This week's case comes out of Cave Creek in Maricopa County, Arizona. All right. You know where that is? I feel like I should. I feel like you drive through Arizona all the time, so you should. 
I should. It sounds very familiar. I like the name Maricopa. It's right in the Phoenix area. Okay. So I'm pretty sure you've probably been very close to it. If not, at least you probably haven't been there, but they say Cave Creek is where the Wild West lives. Ooh. And from the pictures, because I don't think I've been there either, but the pictures look like it's such a cute town. And I love Arizona, so I'm sure I would love it. I'm sure you would love it. There's so much of Arizona I still want to see. I want to go to Tucson. I want to go to Tombstone. Yeah. 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 Me too. Uh, I also want to go to Sedona, which I have not been to. Oh, I can't believe you haven't been to Sedona. Sedona's amazing. Yeah. I really want to go there. Okay. That one is where I had suggested our girls trip be, uh, but I was knocked down and not invited to the next one. But it's okay. Um, Not bitter at all. This place also, Gretchy, I would like because it looks a little bougie. The real estate is pricey. I'm talking like a million to two million right now just for some land, not even for a house on it. And there's no ocean balls. And no ocean, right? (laughs) But there are mountains. So that's one thing Texas doesn't have on Arizona. Okay. And the houses you can buy are multi-million. They call them like McMansion type houses. So I think it's pretty beautiful. And there's only about 5,000 residents that live there. In the 80s, Ruby and Earl Morris were living it up. They love living in this area. They were doing quite well for themselves. They owned their own accounting firm and it was highly successful. Clearly, they were living in a nice area. Yeah. Ruby was born in Tennessee in 1942. And when she was still a teenager, she went to the honky tonk in Memphis, which we also have to do. Yeah, we do. And that's where she met Earl. Earl was tall, dark hair, handsome man. And the fact that he was a country boy, I mean, Ruby was smitten. And what is that joke, Gretchy? What joke? About being smitten? No. <laughs> do you live in Tennessee? Or do you something in Tennessee? And then oh, the Lord, girl says no or something. Jokes. And they say, well, you're the ten- only 10 I see. Oh, okay. Yeah, something yeah, like yeah. That. That's good. <laughs> no, when okay. I hear Earl, I think about the... Uh, not Dixie. Dixie. Nope. They're just the chicks now. Oh. But I think about their song, Earl Had to Die, which is one of my all-time favorites. You know, that song should have been about this guy. Oh. Just giving. Okay. Hello. Maybe we could play a little bit of it. We should. <laughs> Definitely at the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. These two lovebirds, they got married right away in 1959 when Ruby was just 17 years old. Eventually, these lovebirds made their way to Arizona where they raised three kiddos, a boy and two girls. And by 1989, their kids were grown. One of their daughters was an aspiring singer in Hollywood and the other two were in the Phoenix area, from what I could tell. Now, the first weekend in June 1989, Ruby's daughter was singing in Hollywood, probably at some bar or club, you know, that we would have gone to. And Earl, like a loving father, was going to go see her. Ruby, on the other hand, was staying at home so she could take her other daughter shopping for new furniture because she had just moved. So they were going to split up for the weekend. Earl left on Friday for LA. And when Ruby did not show up on Saturday morning for her shopping excursion, their daughter was alarmed. It was definitely not like Ruby to just be a flake. Yeah. So the daughter goes over to her mom's house to see if things are okay because she wasn't answering her phone either. And mind you, there's no cell phones in 1989. Or there's like probably those car phones, but 
nothing that people used on a regular. Totally. I can imagine they actually had a car phone just because they were kind of like wealthy, but maybe they didn't. So anyways, Ruby's not answering her house phone and the daughter gets, you know, concerned. So she goes over there and Ruby's not there. Her car is is there, but it's parked kind of awkwardly. And unlike myself, Ruby's real tidy and <laughs> meticulous. Definitely so, unlike you. What? I said definitely unlike you. God, in my mind, I want to be meticulous, but... It's the children. I don't know. Sally has four kids, and she has an immaculate house. Really? All the time. And yes. how about her car? I think her car, car is a little bit less immaculate, but, dude, you could walk into her house at any moment of any day, and everything is put away. I'm like, where do you put your mail? Where do you put that shit that you just don't know what to do with? Yeah. I I mean, I'm looking in my closet right now. I have 5,000 things Me too. out of place. Right. And I have a desk that is just a mountain of shit. Yeah. Mail and things and. It gives me anxiety. That's yeah. probably why I live on anxiety. Just blame the, the children. Time. It's okay. their fault. It's their fault. It's their fault. It's their fault my shoes are in the wrong place. Yes. Ruby is not like that. Ruby, I think, is like Sally. And everything is always in its place. But when the daughter walked in, she noticed there was laundry in the washing machine, but it was not done. There was also rug cleaner that was left out, and the bathroom was a bit messy. Even the faucet was still kind of leaking and not fully shut off. So she was like, this looks sus. Ruby's purse or wallet was also missing. And when she went to the closet to check to see if the family gun was still there, she noticed it was not. Ooh. So Ruby's daughter immediately calls the police to report her mother missing. The police show up and they also think it's pretty odd, but they're not seeing what Ruby's daughter seeing. You know, they're like, the house looks pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Probably better than their own. You know? Yeah, totally. So they don't really think anything's out of the ordinary. They end up getting a hold of Earl and saying, hey, your wife is missing. You should probably come home. He is like, of course. So he makes his way from California to Phoenix or, you know, Cave Creek. And it should take him, what, five, six hours? Yeah, it's about a six-hour drive. Takes Earl a little bit longer than that. Okay. And when Earl shows up, he shows up in a rental car. He told the police that his car had broken down on the way home, so he just rented one to get back the rest of the way which was only a few miles, like seven miles, he said. When he grabbed his luggage out of the trunk, they noticed that there was an airline tag on his bag that said San Diego to Phoenix. Well, let's just say Earl is not the sharpest tool in the tool shed. I mean, like, wouldn't you at least rip that off before you show up? in? No, that would be exactly where I get caught. You know, I leave those airline tags on my luggage until the next fucking trip every time. <laughs> I'll bet Sally cuts them off. I bet you she cuts them off, puts away her clothes exactly when she gets into her house. Yes. And then the suitcase is for sure back in its place within an hour of getting home. Oh, I feel like I'm killing it if that suitcase gets put away in a week. I still have a suitcase from, I think, two months ago that still has clothes in it <laughs> that I haven't opened yet to put away. Mm -hmm. That's how we roll. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of fun because then I find these clothes and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that <laughs> dress. Totally. I think I'll wear that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So they are a little sus to this and they're like, well, Earl, you know, does your wife 
generally just go missing? And he says, well, you know, she's gone a time or two, but she usually tells us where she's going. She usually comes back. And they said, is there anything, you know, you want to tell us? And he says, well, my wife's a little depressed, but who the fuck isn't, you know? Right. They also ask about their marriage and Earl says they're good. And it's just really strange that she's missing. The police decide they need to check a little further, do some more investigating. And so they bring in what is known as luminol. Okay. You know luminol? Yeah, that stuff that you spray so you can see if there's blood spatter. Mm -hmm. So they bring in some luminol into the bedroom of Earl and Ruby. And they spray it on the bed. Well, that shit lights up like a firecracker. On the bed. On the bed. On the headboard. On the wall behind the bed. I think they thought about bringing in the luminol because they had that carpet cleaner out. Right? Oh, yeah. So they're like, what is this dude cleaning up? Or what is somebody cleaning up if it's not Earl? They spray it on the carpet, blood. They spray it in the shower and there is just blood everywhere. Or the remnants. That's what they can see. They can see like the remnants of blood. Yeah. So the amount of blood that they found was enough to make them think that Ruby was seriously hurt, if not dead. And they also found blood inside the mattress. You know, like it's soaked through that's like, he killed the shit out of her. Why would you want to do it so messy? I don't know. Not smart. Yes, it's not smart. I think that's why people usually like strangle somebody or right. suffocate them because then there's no blood. Right. So police go to the airline because they want to see if, you know, did Earl take this flight from San Diego to Phoenix? And mind you, he said he was in L.A., Hollywood. San Diego is about two and a half, three hours from there. Five with traffic. And there's (laughs) always traffic. Nowadays, for sure, five. They go and they look. They see that there is no name Earl Morris on the flight records from San Diego to Phoenix. However, there is a G. Norris. And ironically enough, Earl's first name is not Earl. That's his middle name. His first name is Galen. And so I guess like he just thought if he changed the last name to Norris instead of Morris, they wouldn't notice. And in 1989, they're probably like, okay, no big deal. Yeah. You know, the name thing. Do you know you can change a name now on a flight? No, I didn't know you could do yeah. that. Remember they changed that after 9-11? You couldn't do that, but you can do it again. What do you mean? You can So you can fly like anonymously? Like the other day, Sean was making a reservation for my mom and she put he put the wrong last name and he called and changed it. Oh, yeah. I think you still have to show your ID, right? They spelled my kid's name wrong on a like a flight credit and I didn't want to go through the hassle. So I just left it. It worked out. Yeah, it's fine. I don't care. Yeah. So when they see there's a G Norris, they go to the flight crew. They show him a few pictures and they say, has anybody seen this man on this flight? And one of the flight attendants said, 100%. I remember that guy because he's got a real bad toupee. Like the color doesn't match the hair. Yeah. I would remember that too. I'm fascinated with toupees. I am a little bit fascinated with them too. Yeah. I like to call them toupes. Yeah. If you're going to wear a toupe, if you're going to wear one, which I get, right? But 
I think you definitely need to make sure it's the same color as your hair. Well, some people have been wearing them forever. Like, look at John Travolta. Rest in peace. Burt Reynolds wore one. Ted Danson. They, uh, they wear the good ones. So we know they're out there, right? Yes, there are really good ones. Like, fully don't come off your head every night ones. But there's some rugs out there. Yeah, his was. His was like a just slap it on in the morning with some duct and it's tape like, or something. It's like a reddish brown and then yeah, everything that... underneath is like gray. I've seen it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. So she says, yes, that dude was definitely on my flight. And they are thinking, OK, we know Earl is probably done something to his wife, but we need some more evidence. They need to know for sure, for one, if the blood that was found in the house, on the bed, everywhere, was rubies. So they run a DNA test. And at the time, you know, the DNA testing was very, very new. So they get blood from their whole family. They get blood from all of the kids and the husband to test against the blood that they found at the crime scene. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy-suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Nowadays, they just like take the person's toothbrush, right? They don't even need, they don't even need any of their family members. They don't even need you. They just go digging in your trash. Yeah. Yeah. The blood test revealed that the blood on the carpet bed and around the house are, in fact, Ruby Morris's. But they also see with this blood is that Ruby's blood DNA matches all of her children, but Earl's DNA only matches one of their children. Uh Looks like two of Ruby's kiddos were from a different father. And unfortunately, when investigators dug a little deeper, they found a really unfortunate family secret. And it was real heartbreaking, actually, 
because Ruby had been raped by her father and impregnated when she was just 15 with one of the kids. So Earl does know that his, at least one of his kids is not his, right? Right. Because he married her when she was 17. She must have already had a baby by then, a two-year-old. I'm not sure if Earl knew that it was an incestuous thing. Like, I'm not sure if Ruby ever actually admitted that to her husband. At the end, he says that she knew it, but, or he knew it. I don't, I don't know if he did. I'm not sure. But, you know, this part of the story really makes me sick and sad oh, because. no, it's, ter- that's terrible. That's rough. I kind of she- hope she told him. Otherwise, she's just because otherwise she's just carrying that around. Yeah. I hope she got some like EDMR therapy and, you know, dealt with it. Dude, doubtful. Because uh. look, she was like abused by her husband and now is most likely dead by the hands of another man that she trusted. Oh, yeah, that's awful. There was another deep family secret that was also uncovered, Gretchy, at the same time. And this one was that Earl was having an affair. And you'll never guess who Earl is having an affair with. Who? Ruby's sister, Peggy. Oh, shit. Peggy. I know. And Peggy does not even live in Arizona. Peggy lives in Monroe, Louisiana. Listen, I'm all for blaming the guy, not the other woman. But when it's your sister, then I then I'm going to blame you, too. That's 150 percent. Yeah. By the way, I went to this uh, hotel restaurant last night. The clientele there was interesting. I mean, it was a bunch of businessmen Mm -hmm. with a bunch of hired girls. Oh, that sounds like fun. I would like to people watch that. It was something to watch. But I asked the valet, I said, is there a convention or something going on? Because I thought maybe there was, I don't know, like a sexy woman convention or something (laughs) (laughs) and he's like no I said well what is going on in there then he said I think it's summertime and a lot of businessmen come without their other halves and find other halves I'm like yeah I think so too and that is what you know Earl was doing a lot he was going on these trips and finding another half which happened to be Ruby's sister Peggy Oh my god. She would fly out from Monroe and they would have a little rendezvous, meet up for trips, and Ruby knew about it. She did? She did. Actually, Ugh. her daughter and her caught Earl and Peggy at the airport once. Oh, geez. Yes. So, I mean, are you kidding me? Like, Earl, I'm telling you, should be that song should be about Earl. Oh, yeah, it totally. If he was my husband, it would have been. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So no, the no, police no. Uh, also noticed that Peggy and Earl are talking a lot up to the disappearance of Ruby. And Peggy even had a plane ticket to San Diego. Uh-huh. When they questioned her about her trip, she says she missed her flight I'm not sure how much they looked into Peggy's involvement into this murder. I don't think that Peggy was involved. She definitely was not charged for it. Um, And I don't think she made her flight to San Diego. And if I was her, I'd feel real bad. Just saying. Totally. Now you are also wondering, what the heck is in San Diego, aren't you, Gretchie? I am. Well, just right north of San Diego is this little marina. You know what it's called? What's it called? Dana Point. Oh, shoot. 
You familiar with that one? I'm familiar with the marina in Dana Point. <laughs> Might go get a bagel there later today. So was Earl and Ruby because they actually had your dream boat in Dana Point. Oh, assholes. It was like the boat you want, Gretchy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so the police go out there and check on this boat that the Morrises own, and it is gone. So they question the marina crew and the Coast Guard about where the heck this boat could be. And they say, you know what? We recall that there was a boat on June 4th, about 17 miles offshore, that caught fire and sank. But no one was on it. That's very suspicious. I would think so. Yeah. They also locate Earl's car, which was an El Camino. You remember those cars? Yeah, I do. They were like half car, half truck. Uh-huh. My grandpa used a, to have one. A sedan with a truck bed. It's, uh-huh. I used to really think they were the coolest cars. Right. Well, there was a massive amount of blood in Earl's El Camino. So much blood they knew that poor Ruby was not alive. Okay, what the hell? Blood all over the house, the car, and they had a boat. There was no need to do any of this. Tie a brick to somebody and save yourself the mess. I think it might have been more of a spur of the moment type of action (laughs) that got Earl in this mess. Okay. And Earl not really thinking clearly about how to actually... Pull this off of a body. Yes. Okay. Well, I was thinking you might have been wrong about the Peggy thing, but if you're saying it was spur of the moment, then I'll let yeah. Peggy off the hook. I think so. So the more I think about it, I think it was spur of the moment. Then I think he called Peggy and said, trip to San Diego's off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe Peggy didn't even know she was dead at the time. He was probably just like, don't come. Right. So now I don't even have to tell you, but they do arrest Galen Earl Morris for the murder of his lovely wife, wife, Ruby. And you know what Earl does? What? Of course he pleads not guilty. Of course. And he gets his ass on the stand and tells the story about why he is innocent. And this is what Earl says. He says Ruby was so distraught that the two kids were from her father. And side note, by the way, they had been married for 30 years. So I'm pretty sure she probably was over it by then. Yeah. And that she was so depressed that Peggy was sleeping with him and he wasn't cutting Peggy off that she decided to kill herself. He said when he was talking about going to L.A., Ruby knew he was just going to go see Peggy, and so she got very upset with him. He says he walked away to go do something in the garage, and he heard a gunshot. Once he ran back into the house, he found Ruby slumped over in the bed. He felt so guilty that she had killed herself over him and didn't want her dirty laundry aired to the community. So he picked her up, cleaned her off, dressed her in a jogging suit, and put her in his car, along with all the bedding from their bed that she was sitting on. The car, and by the way, this is where all the blood comes from, because head wounds bleed bad. Yeah. The car, mind you, is a two-seater. So he props Ruby up like she's a passenger in the car with the hat, even goes to a gas station, has to get gas with her in the car. With a head wound? With a head wound. That's so gnarly. He drives out to California. Oh, he also says he doesn't know really what to do with her at the time. So he's thinking there's all these mine shafts on the way to California, which there are. Right? That that drive. Listen. I think he could have put her anywhere. There is a million places to bury a body. And a mine is a great place. And, by the way... I don't even think you have to bury him. You You could just pull off on one of those streets 
those like, I mean, it is full of nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. True. And it's hot as balls in in uh, June. But listen, a mine is a great place. That's why they'll never find Susan Powell. Yeah. Throw a body in a mine. And then what you do is pour gravel on top of it because all they're ever going to be able to do is drop down a camera. A camera. Yeah. Just saying. But he didn't do that. Okay. He drove all the way out to his boat. He rented a boat, towed his boat with the rental boat, sat the boat on fire, got in the rental boat, and went home. So really, he's saying that he was the hero because he saved Ruby from the critics of society. But the problem with this story is that it just doesn't check out. No, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, well. It doesn't really make any sense because the first thing that the uh, prosecutors come back with was that the blood splatter on the wall and the headboard, you can actually tell uh, if the blood splatter is from a gun or a knife. You know, they can tell this like the way the patterns kind of fall, how it came out of a body. Mm -hmm. I know that. I watched Dexter. Yeah. So... They obviously know this is from a gun. However, there were two shots. Two different ways the blood had splattered. You can only shoot yourself once. You can only shoot yourself once. The other thing is that Earl said she had shot herself in the left temple. And he was saying he was cleaning the left side of her face. Well, Ruby was right-handed. And the type of gun that Ruby had had like a longer barrel. And so it would have been impossible for Ruby to shoot herself in the left side with her right hand, which I mean, I don't think it's impossible, but probably improbable. Yeah. So let's just say Earl shot himself in the foot by saying that. So needless to say, Earl was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 25 years, which has come up and has been denied. Earl is still in prison. He is in a low security prison in Arizona where he has a job of painting. He just got it in May of this year. He actually has had lots of jobs over the years, mostly painting, or he's been a maintenance secretary, janitorial. So he's keeping himself busy. He looks really old. Yeah. In his picture. He, um, he's, I think, 70, but looks like 85. So prison's rough, you know? Not yeah. a good place to go. And may Ruby be swimming with the dolphins in heaven. That's all I got to say. Well, so the kids, obviously, did they, did they side with their father or not? You know, sometimes those kids are like some of OJ's kids that are like, I, I don't think he did it, even though the you evidence know, I, is all there. I tried to look up uh, his kids and... I I think I found them, but I don't really know. And um, there's not very much on this case actually out there. And um, so I don't I I know I was kind of like trying to look at some prison records to see if I could see if anybody comes and visits him at least. But I don't think that they sided with their dad. Okay. I don't imagine they did. He was, I imagine that he was a real asshole around the house. And. I mean, after you and catch so your they dad. Knew, they knew right away. Yeah. Yeah. After you catch your dad with your aunt at the airport, I think you're like, you're an asshole. Oh, yeah. You're probably real protective of your mama. Yeah. So that's, that's a whop a do on the Ruby and Dana Point. Isn't that weird? 
Well, yeah. Listen, also, the marina, everybody sees everything that's going on down there. You know? You got to walk down those little docks. You got to pass by a bunch of boats. I mean, if you rented yeah, like, a boat, it's a whole kashaw. It's like that you're not going to do it anonymously. People be remembering. And there's people just hanging out on the back deck of their boat all day long. All the it's, time. Yeah. And I mean, the area around here, I mean, a boat could catch on fire and be miles away and other boats are going to see it and gravitate around it, you know, see what's going mm-hmm. on. So that's not it that's was 17 miles. 17 miles pretty far. Yes, but that's only three miles from Catalina, True. right? So yeah. that's like, it, there's boats everywhere. Yeah, I, I spent a lot of years on boats between Santa Listen, Barbara and San Diego. I and... don't know why he would want to, I don't know why he, he thought of that plan. Like, I do think, so my thought is he, they did get in a fight about Peggy. Right. She knew that Peggy was going to go out and meet him and they probably started fighting and she was in bed for whatever reason. And he was like, fucking bitch, grabbed the gun and shot her like I'm done with you kind of thing. I, I think it was a snapped situation. And then he's like, holy shit, I just killed my wife. What am I going to do? Tries to clean it up, but doesn't really clean it up, right? He, like, doesn't even start the laundry. He doesn't put the rug cleaner away. Listen, that would happen to my husband, too, because he wouldn't even know where shit was. (laughs) Same. Probably doesn't doesn't even know how the washing machine fucking works. Okay. (laughs) So would not be a good, would not do a good job. Same. All of it the same with my husband. They're like, he'd be like, rug cleaner. I'm just what? shocked the guy found the rug cleaner, you know? Yeah. So then he's he's probably flipping out and puts her in the car and doesn't know what to do and doesn't actually know where a mine shaft is. Right? Because, yeah, they're out there, but you would have to do some research before you start driving. Yeah. And you need to do that at a public library. Yes. You cannot have those Google searches on your phone. <laughs> do not have that. <laughs> your computer. You're yeah. Okay. I'm seeing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, shit, I'll just take her out to in my boat. And then, I, I mean, why wouldn't he just take his boat and then dump her off? Why did he have to burn his boat? Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. And that also involves like so many. I mean, unless you're just like, oh, it's a it's a wash. Like, wouldn't you want the insurance money from your boat? Because then you're going to have to file a police report. Yeah. I I mean, it is really not not thought out this through. Yeah. No, 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 no. Earl. And now he's thinking about it every day, how he did it wrong uh-huh. in prison. Yeah. And he hired this really good attorney, this really good defense attorney. And uh, I guess they thought that was the last resort to kind of blame it on Ruby. Well, which they, is also so low. They come up with some very creative defenses, these attorneys. They're not supposed to. Well, they be lying. Oh, yeah. Well, they do. (laughs) (laughs) They sure do, don't they? Yeah. I got my I got my brows laminated yesterday. Oh, you did that again. Yeah. So one time I did it and a few of you guys noticed uh, on one of our stories. Does you look like Caterpillar woman? No, I look there. Look really good. And one of the girls was like, I want to hear about it. So anyways, it's like a perm for eyebrows, which seems real funny, doesn't it? Did you ever get a perm as a kid? Yeah. Do you know that smell, that perm smell? Yes. Okay. It smells like that too. I put it on your, it like brings back these memories of me getting a perm. Oh my gosh. Um, And so it perm, perms them straight. And... 
kind of up so it looks like there's more volume to your eyebrows. Oh, I like it. I think it's it's good. I've gotten a lot. I of could probably use that in my in my old age. Every once in a while, I find one of these hairs that is like, oh my god, like Long. old man curly growing like crazy out of my head. I did do something for myself. I bought a pair of tweezers that I now keep in my car because that's where I always see like spot like a funky hair. Yeah, I know. So now I can just get it. I got it right there in my car. There's one that grows out of my chin. Oh, man. Yep. That's good. Fun of getting old. Oh, gosh. (laughs) When they turn gray and start coming out, then that'll be another story. Yeah. It's going to happen. We just got to keep up with that shit. Okay. So anyways, that's a WAP. If you guys want more, listen to us on Patreon. You go to patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. There's also an RSS feed that you can drop into your Apple. So it just shows up there every week, just like our regular episodes, just a different logo. And that comes out on Thursdays. Again, it's patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. Also follow us on our Housewives of True Crime group that is on Facebook. And we also have an Instagram and we have a lot of stuff. Also coming up is the True Crime Podcast Festival in Dallas, Texas at the end of August. And Gretchen and I will be there and we will be doing a meet and greet maybe with some other podcasts that you guys are familiar with. So that will be real fun. So if you guys are in the Dallas area, in Texas, in Oklahoma, in any surrounding area, or you want to make a trip, a girl's trip to Dallas, which is a very fun place to go, uh, really head on is. over. Yeah. I think that's a, that's it. So okay. clink, clink. Clink, clink.